Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi, everyone. It's Allie Valentin here, and I'm here to let you know that the conversation you're about to listen to came from a live Q&A session on Chris's social media accounts. I hope you enjoy. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Show them your nails. How we start <laughs> off with this. You can't see them. You from- can comment on her nails. I think they look cool. She thinks they look like fungi. <laughs> <laughs> that, yes, the welcome. That's kind of like, sorry, I confessed it for you. Yeah, that's how look I've been at mine. feeling about see, my nails. I, you know something about mine? They got dirt underneath them. Yeah, probably mine that's too. That's after taking a shower. Wow. This is, it, well, you maybe can't that tell. Was two weeks ago. They're just yellow. The They've been painted yellow they, with nail they look, polish. Yeah, I think they look cool. Yeah, I was trying to get in the spring vibe, but yeah. it wasn't really. Yeah, very springy. Sometimes you try to get in the spring vibe, and it just. Look at what it goes out. with your hair. Look at very. Mm. Oh yes. Very good. Really something. <laughs> <laughs> really something. Well, we also switched up the whole. Yeah. Deal. We got here. a new vibe back here. We got a new vibe. We said they, spring they can, has sprung. Can they see? Yeah, they can. Well, on Instagram, they can kind of see the picture back there. Yeah, people so, always ask about the other picture. Yeah. The, that this, one? Yeah, but this one's actually a newer picture, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a picture of a, like the arrow like hitting eternity. Ooh. It's about that Kairos hurts. moments, yes, Kairos, Kairos moments. Yes. Well, we're gonna answer some questions today as usual. Yes. You ready for that? Yes, I, I don't know. know. Are you surprised? No. And <laughs> I might be surprised by the questions, but that's, I'm not surprised we're answering that's questions. That's very true. Yes. First question of the day. Can you talk about working in ministry with people with very different beliefs and characters than you? You mean, uh, I wonder what that means exactly. Like most of the people that I work with in our ministry that we actually work with, like that are on our teams, they carry very similar core values. And even though they're super smart and they would probably um, view the same, the, they would view the same thing a different way. Yeah. They would still probably have the same goals you know so and even though they have different personalities they would still probably have the same you know like we really want to help people love jesus so yeah. for example and you know that's our goal so how we get there would probably be determined so much by our gift mix the way we see the world all that but we we would have common goals now when we're talking about the people we're ministering to or our congregation mm-hmm. that's a whole different thing yeah everyone does that differently yeah and we're, you know, we're loving people no matter their convictions, no matter, mm-hmm. you know, what their political persuasions are, no matter what their view of, you know, life and, you know, is their kingdom view. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're loving those people in, and they don't, you know, they don't have to be like us to be with us. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, they don't have to hold our, like unity isn't conformity. Mm-hmm. It's a celebration of diversity. Yeah, we don't have to all look the same. No, we don't. Some yeah. people have yellow nails and other people <laughs> have <laughs> <not> dirt. <laughs> have dirt, exactly. <laughs> so sad. That's good. I think something that I have seen um, just in our environment, leadership do really well, yeah. is the ability that there's people with such different personalities and yeah. different styles of preaching and or ministering yeah. or... yeah whatever that might look like, but it's all celebrated, right? Like yeah. it's not one is better than the other. It's different and serves different purposes. So Yeah, and I'd say like also like I say the political views of our congregation could be very different. 
Like we attract people from all different political persuasions. Yeah. And we have a very ethnically diverse congregation. Although people would look at our congregation and think, oh, they're they're mostly like white people, uh, Caucasians, maybe you'd say. But actually, they're they're from you know about 70, 80 nations. Yeah, from all over the world. Yeah, and um, for example, we have we graduated 126 Germans last year. We have over 80 of them this year. We have people from Russia, people from Ukraine, African people, Asian people. So we have people from the seven continents. Yeah, all over. That are here all the time. Yeah. So we have very, uh, I, I guess you'd call it ethnically diverse, diverse. congregation. Yeah. Yeah. Who see things very differently. Right. But maybe would have a common view of the kingdom. Right. And sometimes people even have come from religious backgrounds or institutions yeah. where you go. it was required to uh, believe the same thing or think the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Where actually here, <laughs> it's not. You know, you're there's actually space to critically think and to not necessarily agree on the specifics yeah. of something. You know? I, I think it's really misunderstood. I think Bethel is highly misunderstood because yeah. we view, we tend to view Bethel through a religious prism, uh, um, not prison, but prism, you know, uh -huh. like where light passes through. Uh -huh. um, we tend to think, well, you know, if, if like our senior leader makes a political statement, we tend to think, well, that's Bethel's political. Yeah, everybody thinks Everybody that. thinks that when when actually like, no, a half of our staff wouldn't agree with that. Not, mm -hmm. would, would not choose that person or whatever. But, you know, but I, I, so I think that people think that when we're speaking privately, like on our private pages, for instance, that we're, we're speaking for all the way Bethel thinks, but Bethel's a very diverse yeah. Very diverse family with very different opinions. And I think that that's the beauty, as you said, the beauty yeah. of this place. And, okay, one last thing, because we've talked all huh. so much about it. But one other thing, because this person asked, can you talk about working with people with different beliefs or characteristics or personalities, however you want to frame that. And I think another thing that's huge is there's such a culture of feedback. So <laughs> even if you're, you know, you might have posted something on your yeah. wall, well, we're not, you know, you're not yeah. afraid to talk and engage in conversation and give feedback to a person with however that might, whatever the conflict might have been yeah. or disagreement might have been or whatever. There's just a mm -hmm. space to give yeah. feedback to people because you want people to grow and learn. Yeah, no, that's true. It's not like, uh, you know, if someone if someone makes a statement that is different than what some, you know, like what I believe, there, it's we do engage each other. Um, mm -hmm. We do, we do count it exciting and fun to influence one another's belief systems yeah. and perspectives. It's good. Okay, we better move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could feel us getting passionate about that. I was like, like oh, we're we probably, just going to keep going and going should. and going. <laughs> Get up a whole podcast. Um, okay, someone on the live has asked, Chris, you said something recently about it being not wrong to need attention. Didn't Jesus say not to trust someone seeking their own glory? John 7, 18. You spoke on needing attention in your sermon this weekend, yeah, but you yeah. talk about that a lot. Yeah, I mean, seeking glory is, in my mind, quite different from understanding that, you know, everybody needs attention. Like, I was wired for attention. Yeah. I you know, agree. so to feel guilty because I need I need attention, I need connection, um, you know, as the Bible 
talks about loving yourself uh, uh, so you can love your neighbors. Yeah. So, no, I don't think, I mean, seeking glory is a different thing. Seeking glory is like, I need credit for everything. I, yeah. I, I sometimes think, like, I think that so many dysfunctions come out of not having a actual understanding that I have a need, mm-hmm. and then I get it. I get my need met in a dysfunctional way, yeah. either sexually or seeking glory. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to get credit for everything. Yeah. Not realizing that I can manage my garden yeah. so that I don't have to be the center of everyone's attention because I am getting attention in healthy ways. So I'm not having to take over a room mm-hmm. or get credit for everything that happens. Yeah. Or, you know, dress so seductively that people can't miss me. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you, you know, all, all, all and, and gosh, there's probably a hundred other ways. Those are just things that come to my mind. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not talking about getting the glory. I'm talking about, I'm talking about knowing that I actually was born to be noticed. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. That's really good. I recently heard somebody say, I can't remember where I heard this, but they're talking about being able to show up in a leadership position Mm -hmm. and actually love the people in front of them and celebrate the people in front of them. And in order to do that really well, needing to have your own love tank full, Mm -hmm. right? So like going away and asking the Lord, what are your thoughts about me? And letting him celebrate you so that you actually are operating out of overflow and can celebrate other people in the room because you've already been given attention where you actually need to be receiving that attention in the first place, right? Yeah. So that you can show up and actually pour out to the people that are around you. That's really good because there is, if we if we have the Father's attention, yeah. the Heavenly Father's attention, I don't want to say we don't need other people. So I would say that that is the primary place we get attention yeah and and then we also need the the life of brothers and sisters mm-hmm. mothers and fathers so it's all it's all it's all part of it you yeah know? fellowship and hebrews actually is called a uh, fellowship is actually mm-hmm. called a sacrifice yeah you talking about that recently mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's great okay next question mm-hmm. best ways to adapt to home country after doing bssm for three years it's been a hard season so it seems to this questions come from a previous BSSM student. Yeah, I, I think that, gosh, you know, the challenge is, is that without having the student right in front of you, you know, you could say things in it like, I've done that. Yeah, and it doesn't apply. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. apply, you know. But I, I think that the, you know, the, over, the overarching challenge that our students have is, it's kind of like when you've been out to war You've been in a war, like soldiers go out to war mm-hmm. and they bond in battle mm-hmm. and then they come home. There's no battle. And mm-hmm. some some of the PTSD, I think, is we bond. We bond so deeply in battle and we come home to peacetime and we don't we don't ever feel that connection like we felt in that battle. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that, you know, when you're in BSSM, there's a camaraderie, right? You went through BSSM. Mm-hmm. There's a camaraderie because you're together every day. You're experiencing Jesus uh, the Holy Spirit's moving so profoundly. Sometimes you're on the floor just shaking, with, or there's an experience that happens, mm-hmm. and you're experiencing these battles and and these and these beautiful things together. Yeah. And that's creating a bond. And the challenge is once you leave here, it's difficult to find that again unless you proactively go after it. Unless you cultivate it. You cultivate too. it. Yeah. Because that's what I mean. you've come from an environment where it's 
been cultivated for you every yeah, single day. Exactly. Like the whole your whole life is set up to have connection with people. Yeah. And then you go home and your life our lives don't operate necessarily out yeah. of connection with people unless we cultivate that. Yeah. It's yeah. hard though, but that's the transition is challenging, right? It is challenging. And then the very best people are picked for you to influence you. Mm-hmm. Like the people that are influencing you in BSSM, in my opinion, are the best of the best of the best. And I'm talking about maturity wise in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they're pouring into you every day. It's kinda mm-hmm. it's kinda ha- it's kinda hard to create that for yourself from the standpoint of that many people who are that amazing mm-hmm. are pouring into you. Yeah. But the only way you're you're gonna find that is to actually cultivate it as you point out, go after it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's not going to be another perfect, there won't be a perfect church. Bethel's not a perfect church. Mm-hmm. There won't be perfect people. I think sometimes, you know, we're in an environment where it, it feels so good. It feels like the leaders around me are perfect. Yeah. But, but, but we're not. We're not perfect. And so I think it's like hard to meet a standard when you kind of have that childhood. My dad never makes a mistake. And it's like, yeah, your dad does. He's human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, humans humans struggle at times, and they have challenges, and you know, hopefully, hopefully not sin challenges, but definitely weaknesses. Mm-hmm. That's really good, good, good. Okay, taking it a little bit of a different route. Okay, here we go. Somebody has asked, "How do I know if I have found the one?" In regards <laughs> to like a romantic relationship, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not talking about the one. Like you the found one your one. one. Would you want to comment on that? Well, did you find yeah. the perfect spouse? I would say I don't believe that there's necessarily <laughs> such a thing as the one, which might be an unpopular opinion. <laughs> but I think that the Lord gave us a free will for a reason, yeah. Yeah. and I chose, I chose one. <laughs> chose one. He I chose you. One. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did I know that, man? A lot of wisdom from people around me in my mm-hmm. life. A lot of people were pulled into that process, people that I trusted, but also the Lord, right? I felt mm-hmm. him so close to me in mm-hmm. that process. I felt so much peace about that decision. So there wasn't like this, oh, firework moment. Mm-hmm. Like some people, you yeah. know, like think they just show up on mm-hmm. the first date and they just knew. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, I could see this put in my future, but yeah. I had a lot of questions. Right? That's like a huge life decision. So there's more to be said, but that's in short. You know, there was some really cool. We we interviewed, which we'll be showing soon, this gal this last uh, last Friday, uh, and she wrote a book called Finding Marriage in in 12 Months or Less. I think it's something like that. um, Married in 12 Months or Less. Married in 12 Months or Less. And she shared some, I think, some really, you know, not profound but really insightful things about mm-hmm. relationship. And she she made the statement, she made a few statements about the fact that we typically grow in love, we typically don't fall in love. And I've yeah. said for a long time, if you yeah. fall in love, don't marry the person you fall in love with because it falls an accident. Yeah. Uh, and you and if you fall in love with someone, you can fall in love with someone else. Yeah. So grow in love. And she talked about some things that I think are insightful. She said when you're attracted to someone, most often, most often, the things that attract you aren't the things that are eternal. Mm-hmm. And for you to actually get to know the person, uh, know the person's eternal attributes and traits, 
you have to have more than a couple coffees. Yeah. And she talked about how in her, the world she's in, which is kind of helping people find their spouse, she said she she really, she said one of the things she does most often is someone say, well, I, you know, I've, I've kind of had three dates and I'm not interested. And she'll be like, you should have five or six because often the qualities that are eternal, you grow in with that person mm-hmm. as you as you get closer right and we think i think so often in society today right like just our own our we see a society that's mm-hmm. run by their own passions and their own desires right yeah. so passion and desire is running the relationship like that's not going to withstand the test of time you yeah. know you're going to wake up one day and you're going to want one thing and you wake up the next thing you want another thing but love we see i mean it endures it yeah, endures past consistent. All the, yeah, yeah it's consistent it's um so yeah, you're, what am I making this decision out of? Is it, like you're saying, out of just attraction, passion, desire, mm-hmm. or is it out of love? Because love's a choice, and love's the thing that will withstand the test of time. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I know that Kathy, you know, we were both very young, but Kathy was like, I'd say she fell in love with me. She was like, he's the one I'm, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Like, I, I, well, partly I had a girlfriend when I met her, so I was being faithful to my girlfriend but secondly i felt like when as i got to know kathy i began to ask myself is this a, the kind of woman that you could that that would benefit you and you benefit her the rest of your life and when i, I what really got me about kathy like 6 months into our relationship is that she brought out the best in me mm-hmm. she believed in me she saw things that other people didn't see in me, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was a better person when I was around her. Yeah, and I also the other girlfriends I'd always had, I kind of always felt I was on you know I was on camera. Oh, I was performing. Oh, I see. Okay. And but with her, I'm just like you know what I'm just going to be me, and you're going to like me or not like me. Mm-hmm. And the more we're together, the more I actually long to be together, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Ah, I actually want to be with this woman the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So it grew. <laughs> it grew. It, it grew. 48 years of marriage, it grew. Yes. Okay, one last question. Oh, man, these go too fast. I know, so, so fast. Um, my goodness, I'm eeny, meeny, miny, mo on this one. Um, someone has asked the question, I have a granddaughter with bipolar disorder. Mm. She is not open to deliverance. What do I do? How do I pray? Well, first of all, let me say that bipolar. There, there is such thing as mental illness outside of demonization. Mm. So there are people that have, like, looks like you would have a liver problem or you'd have a kidney problem. You have an actual brain problem. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong right. in the biology uh, or physiology of your brain. It's an illness. Yeah. yeah, it's an illness. Yeah, and it, and then your brain has over a hundred chemicals <clears throat> that create all kinds of different thoughts, moods, and attitudes. Mm-hmm. And you know when that that chemistry gets messed up, you know it it can really seem like somebody's demonized. And I you know I I have a deliverance ministry, so I I do believe in people being you know demonized in a way that does you know mimic no, mental illness, but. Yeah. So I think, first of all, we have to have discernment to know, like, is this problem, this bipolar, is it rooted in a demonic spirit? Yeah. Or is it actually, a, you know, is it actually a physiological, a biological, uh, you know, issue with the actual organ of the brain? Yeah. 
because that that helps us to know how to pray. Yes, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that oftentimes, especially in charismatic circles, everything's called a demon. And I think in non-charismatic circles, we don't actually acknowledge that people can have a demonic problem that looks like mental illness, but it's actually a demonic oppression. And then sometimes, you know, the devil, he's such a, he's such a, you know, uh, he's devious and hateful and he's everything evil. And so sometimes we see mentally ill people that the root is mentally mental illness, but then a demonic spirit actually takes advantage of them because mm. he's such a devious hater of humans. Yeah. And so sometimes we we see people that actually have more than you know a problem in more than one dimension. Yeah. And so I think that you know I would just pray for God to give you insight as you ask the question, and mm. I would pray for Him to show you like how to pray and how to get help. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen, like, we saw, we've seen, we just heard another testimony of schizophrenia being healed, which is like, that's a miracle. That's like, yeah. that's like, you know, four-stage cancer suddenly disappears. Yeah. And uh, and I've heard several testimonies of schizophrenia being healed, mm. which in my mind is one of the crazy. toughest mental illnesses, you know. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Rick Warren's son, uh, you know, committed suicide out of schizophrenia. Mm. And so, you know, uh, so, you know, I do believe that the Lord wants to heal people mm. and do a, you know, a, a uh, what would you call it? Like, yeah, like recreate the brain kind of yeah. a miracle, you know? Yeah. Um, so we, we just pray right now for yes. all y'all that are on here. We pray for yes, people God. that are, you know, in crisis in different dimensions that the Holy yes. Spirit would come in your life. He would lead you into you know, all truth. He would yes. guide you into how to pray. He would yes. do a miracle. You know, Jesus said, nothing is impossible with God. Yes. And uh, well, I mean, we just want to anchor in that, that all things work together for good. So we pray for just, you know, hundreds of people that are on this, on this uh, social page right now that are, you know, their, their questions didn't get answered. We pray Holy Spirit, that you would lead them into truth, that yes. you would guide them into every good thing, that you would protect them, that you would shield them, that you would restore their relationships, that you would find them a mate. All the things mm-hmm. that you uh, you have planned for them, plans for good, not for harm, to give them a future and hope. We just bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.